0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the North Block Podcast. I am Hot Time in Old Town Chicago Fire and editor Ruben Tish, and joining me today, of course, as always, is our editor in chief Bridget Gordon. Bridget, how are you? I'm
1: doing okay. How are you doing?
0: I'm great because the fire actually won a game. And also joining us to Somehow. talk about right, and also joining us to talk about it, of course, is RJ. RJ, are you as happy as I am? I am about... happy,
2: and for once, to get a party. Or I'm sorry, State Geek Stadium. was good food. Um, they had this really nice chicken tenders with like some spicy stuff on it, and it was oh, delicious. Cool. I um, oh yeah, I've yeah. had
1: their chicken tenders, they're really good.
2: As a
0: as a middle class white male, I am all about the chicken tendies. <laughs> um, but <laughs> let's talk about the on-field product for a second. The fire did win one to nothing. It was brilliant. Of course, they didn't actually technically score uh, an own goal by Red Bulls defender Tim Parker. uh, Was the difference? We didn't score any goals,
1: and we still won.
0: However, the Chicago way. The Chicago, precisely the Chicago way. However, after watching the replay over and over again, that was not an own goal. I'm sorry. The, bo- the ball. It was a brilliant overhead kick by Nemanja Nikolic. I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that. However, on the official record, yes. it is a
1: Tim Parker own goal.
0: That should be a- the fire should appeal that because all Tim Parker did was sort of stand in the way and let the ball hit him, and then it right. went over the line. That's a deflection I mean, into. That's the my net.
1: whole philosophy. Okay, but that's basically my philosophy on life. Stand around and wait till something bounces off of you and everything will work out.
0: I mean, that's fair, but at the same time, like. Like. I'm just like, why you gotta take away. Like, and even that, like, that was kind of magical. It was like. N- Nemanja Nikolic. Because we said
1: that
2: we don't deserve nice things. That's why. <laughs>
0: Nemanja Nikolic working hard, doing his
2: thing. You Niko know? was so emotional after that goal. I felt so so happy for him when I was when I was watching that game. Right, and... um, he like he ran over to Pano and gave him a high five.
0: Right, and it's like, and he's so happy. And then they just took it away from him just took it away from him and it's like he deserved that de- he deserved to put that goal in the back of the net with his name on it. He had a great day like everybody played well despite what the numbers say which we'll, we'll get into later um, but he had a absolutely great day. On 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 the pitch, he yep. his passing was fantastic. He was back to well. If I'm not going to score goals, I'm going to set up opportunities for my teammates, and he did that well. He worked hard defensively, um, as hard as I've ever seen him work defensively. He was just really good, and it's a shame that he won't
2: get the uh, the final
0: tally there.
2: I mean, everyone. I think the only thing that Nico does need to finish on is his finishing basically um during warm-ups he was missing left and right and during the actual game he missed he missed a couple of chances that um the game should have ended like 3-0, to be honest but i think that's the only thing he needs to finish on but he it seems like he's getting his groove back for the most part so like as someone who played at a very low
0: level like i played as a kid and whatever like i don't and i know kicking a ball where exactly where you want it to go is a very difficult thing to do. That's true. But like, I don't understand how it's so hard, like how you, it's so hard to not be able to put the ball in the back of the net from the positions he's getting the ball. And it's kind of mind boggling and sad. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel really bad for the guy, but at the same time, dude, put the ball in the back of the net. You know, I'm kind of tired of him not putting the ball in the back of the net. He's getting there. All right. So, I've got some numbers for you before we talk about, and this will talk about the main topic today, which is, of course, uh, our victory lap, the collectively, the collective victory lap over being right about Mo Adams. Uh, and how he's great, and we all knew it. And why wasn't Pano starting Mo Adams? Nagolo uh, Conte has posters of Mo Adams in his room. Right, exactly. Um, so here are some numbers to tell you how. And you put my tweet in the recap about halftime about the numbers being bad, especially like the passing percentage numbers. It stayed that way for the entire game. Uh, the fire completed sixty percent of their passes, and uh, New York wasn't much better at completing seventy-four percent of their passes. It was one of those classic sloppy MLS games. Classic
1: sl- sloppy, like early season games. Yeah, yeah. It was. Just... It was definitely a late March kind of fixture. Yeah,
0: it it definitely felt that way, but. Uh, that did lead us to seeing the uh, sort of new look back line a lot, and I liked what we saw. Let's take our victory lap, Mo Adams. What a guy! What a player! One not only our player of the week, uh, player of the match, man of the match deal, uh, in our selection and also our poll, uh, but also was the man of the match on the broadcast uh so he he the former Crocus ham of the match the former crocus ham of the say. match yeah that's correct it will always be the crocus ham of the match in my heart what is
2: it now that guitar company
0: uh
1: yeah yeah know. it's not ham know. you know that right
0: yeah if you can't be put into it a... i'm not
1: a big fan either, but like I, I i felt that it was having it be the ham of the match was was important important for like the culture right and now we don't have that anymore no. and i'm still mad if you can't I'm still mad
0: if you can't put your sponsor on a sandwich i'm not interested um thank you thank you you can't put well i mean you can't put a motorola phone on
1: a sandwich but you know I actually mean, no that's a can't. problem i want to, be able to put a. well yeah you can you can't i mean you could you could potentially put a jab- As a Motorola phone. Whether or not you should have a
2: phone, though. Yeah, you could use the phone as a plate. You know how big phones are these days? You can, like, place in a huge sandwich in there and just, like, need to, like. Yeah, you you could totally put.
1: You'd really have to deep throat it, basically.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. It took. It took eight minutes and fifty seconds, fifty-seven seconds for us to get there. I believe that's a new podcast record. Uh this
1: is my main contribution to yeah, the podcast. That's true. I make it weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's get weird, everybody. The fire won a match. I suppose it's appropriate. Uh but yeah, Mo Adams, like he—he's a brick wall. Like that's the kind of. Thing that they could have used against los angeles comes to mind that sort of dominating presence in midfield that they haven't had this year and i wonder why they haven't played him. i know we talked a lot about international spots especially with him uh getting hurt or with uh, not getting hurt getting sent to memphis i wrote a thing about that uh, which also involved the sort of decline of Bastion Schweinsteiger, which was put off for at least one more round uh, in MLS this weekend as Bastion had probably one of his best
2: defensive performances in a fire shirt. I, don't and think, I think that's it. thanks to Mo, though, since Mo was, since he was breaking up plays that allowed Basti to, like, focus on his thing. Yeah,
0: like, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at here is is Mo Adams is probably the catch-all answer that the club was waiting for and always had, but never really sort of gave a chance, which, you know, is what it is. But, like, now we know, right? We know that Mo Adams is the guy. We know that Mo Adams should be starting game in, game out in central midfield, at least based on his performance against the Red Bulls. And, I mean... Like I said, my question is why didn't we do this
2: sooner? You know, do you, do either of you have an answer for me? I I think it's just because the international slots snafu. That's what I think.
1: Well, the my my theory actually is that like and this has been a, like an ongoing thing for years is that Pano gets mad at players and then those players end up in the doghouse and then they don't play for like weeks or even months. And I think like everyone in the starting 11 right now has been in the doghouse at one point or another, even Katai. I mean, the one exception may be Bastian Schweinsteiger because like you can't get away with that with him because he's Bastian Schweinsteiger. But like everybody has been on Pano's shit list at one time. Or I'm like.
2: wondering what Mo did to Pano though to justify that. That's the thing.
1: Like I don't think I don't. Think, you know my my understanding is it doesn't take much to get Pano like pissed at you. So, like I don't know. I I I don't was anything in particular i think pono just got a bug up his ass about mo adams and so mo adams didn't play for a while i don't know this is all purely speculative like take everything i'm saying with a grain of salt but that's that's kind of what i'm thinking is that this is just pono being you know
0: grumpy i mean there's plenty of circumstantial evidence to suggest that you're right I mean, we saw it with Akam. We saw it with Kitai. We thought we saw it, you know, sort of to an extent with um, Louis Solanek as well, where he didn't get, you know, playing time when he should have at points last year. Um, so I mean, the circumstantial evidence is yes. I just think it's another case of just having Bastian Schweinsteiger play midfield which sort of creates an albatross like you can't have Jordi Mahalovich and Bastian Schweinsteiger and Dax McCarty and Mo Adams on all on the field at the same time and yeah. and you know because Bastian was playing in the midfield Mo Adams couldn't play in the midfield and now that Basti is back at center back, Mo Adams can play in the midfield and, you know, be arguably the best player on the pitch. And that only means points for the fire, as they demonstrated on Sunday. They didn't even need to control possession, even though I I think that's a big part of the way they play, um, is that, you know, they like to control the tempo and control. Uh, the, the neutral as, you know, fighting game, (laughs) fighting game terminology is when you sort of controlling the neutral control, like the middle parts of the game from box to box, I suppose in this case. Um, and Mo Adams lets the fire do that. And for all the possession that the Red Bulls had, they didn't really do much about it. Um, if you look at just like pure shot numbers, Uh, I believe the fire had, let's see, one, two. It was six, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Well, the fire had 11 shots to the Red Bull 7. The fire had five of them go uh, off target. But they were all pretty close. Like, there wasn't, like, any sort of, like, wild shot or anything. Uh, And uh, four of those, uh, they made Robles have to save. And one of them went in. Um, so that's, that's sort of how that went. So like the fire didn't have a lot of possession, uh, but when they did get it, they made sure to make, uh, Robles and goal a bit uncomfortable, which is good, obviously. Um, let's talk about a rookie now. The other rookie, well, the only rookie, I suppose, uh... Jeremiah Gutcher 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 We'll have to work on that <laughs> Anyway I can Jeremiah s- was
2: solid I mean he was yeah. really really solid
0: Yeah I thought He had that one mistake Where he um, Sort of got in that Miscommunication with David Austed That led to a corner But They didn't give up a goal uh, But other than that Defensively he was in the right positions He uh, Was Was in, you know, he he succeeded in a position that he's never really played, which I think shows a lot of talent from his part. I think that maybe they were always going to convert him in left back and the first three games were like trying to, you know, bandaid the bullet wound until they can perform the surgery, which would be putting making sure he was Jeremiah was ready to take that spot. And he took advantage. Also helping him is that uh, Raheem Edwards is out. Uh, This is a report from Guillermo uh, Rivera of The Athletic that uh, Edwards has a strained LCL and will be out uh, four to six months. So that can only help Jeremiah, you know, put a stamp on that position and try and make sure that he, uh, he gets to keep playing this year.
2: Corrales is also out for a few weeks. Well, Coralis should be out
0: indefinitely <laughs> and never, ever, ever, ever come back. I don't think. I, I if if uh, that red card was the last we see of him in a fire shirt, I won't be too unhappy about that. Definitely. I mean, not.
1: I'm sure he's a nice guy, but like, it's not right. He's it's yeah right. He's like. Go to like a, a club that's more uh, an MLS team that's more hard up than we are, or he needs to go to USL. USL is honestly probably more his speed, and I don't say that in like a disparaging way, because uh, USL is a lot stronger than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. But it's he's just not working out here, you know. Like, and I, yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, I I want to make it clear because you're right, uh, but I want to make it clear that. Um, whenever I talk or we talk about a player being bad and not wanting to see them play on the pitch or whatever, it's not an indictment on them as a person, unless it is sometimes, um, as we know about all through (laughs) last year, uh, but I mean, right, but usually it's really not about who they are as a person you know, it, it, it's not a, a personal indictment that they're not MLS an MLS-level defender. It, it, you know, it just kind of, you're not a MLS-level defender, so you shouldn't be playing. You should be playing at the level in which you are in a position to succeed uh, because we largely want everybody to succeed uh, because success is a good thing And, you know, we need that unless you uh, are a bad person, in which case we hope you don't succeed. Uh, And they didn't succeed. So, and are gone. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, Anything else? That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Right. Uh, I think it's very smart if you let me say that instead of you. I appreciate it. Anything else uh, from this weekend? caught your eye um as far as like playing uh, or not playing let's actually you know what, yeah let's talk about uh nico Gaetan, who played about 20 27, 27 minutes. minutes you you know was i thought he was fine a fun spectacular like there were a couple moments where you could certainly see his quality on the pitch but at that point in the game, you know, there he was. He didn't really have like any major impact, and I expect that'll come with time and practice. He only practiced what two days, I
2: think, with the club. Yeah, he came at the airport on Thursday. I actually met him, or I went to O'Hare that morning to see him. Yes. and I think shortly after he went directly to training. I mean, poor guy. He looked really tired. Well, I mean, that's how you fight jet lag, right? Yeah
1: you know, if, if, if I have got on a plane from like, if I got off a flight from China and it was that early in the morning, I'd been on airplanes for like the better part of a day, I'd be tired and cranky. And like, I surely wouldn't want to have to deal with this huge crowd. So I really admire athletes for just kind of like sucking it up and, sure. and trying to be a good sport about it. Um, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm glad that like, that he was nice to people at the airport and that he was nice to you, RJ, in particular. He was.
0: Seems like a nice guy. Yeah, and then he had to go to training and do the press conference. Uh, yeah, that's a lot in yeah. one
1: day. And then you get one more day of training and then, oh, you're playing.
0: Yeah. it. So, like, I don't blame him for not, you know, being all hell the conquering hero or whatever. Um, But he did his job. He went in there. Didn't make any mistakes, you know, linked up a couple of nice passes and, you know, pretty good. All right. Good job, dude. Yeah,
2: Good job. I'm, I'm personally excited for him. I've been watching a lot of those bad music compilation videos lately, um, especially in his tenure from uh, recently in China and uh, Madrid. And I'm really excited of what what he can do. So yeah, how how did he look since you've
0: been doing that? Like like we've all sort of speculated on how he plays. We've seen him play for Argentina. We've seen him in Europe, not relatively frequently, but you know, they did share the story on the broadcast about uh Nelson Rodriguez having his twenty ten Champions League Panini card. Um which okay, I guess. Like
2: I mean, from what I've seen um on match day, he's really good with the ball and um and as those bad techno music videos go as well, he's really good in the ball. He's really great in tight spaces. Uh, he tends to drop down a lot, and then he'll just gather up the ball. Then he'll do a really long pass, which you know he'll create chances from, from either from the flanks or deep within. So,
0: so do you see him playing far back? Like, because that's the other thing is we saw him and Jordi Mahaletich, who also just flew in from Spain with the uh, after having camp with the Olympic team.
2: I think he can play um, far back um, because, I mean, if you play for a Simeone team, you're also expected to go, to go deep as well and defend. So I think that's a really nice advantage with him. He's really versatile, which is something Pano, Pano really likes. I mean, wouldn't surprise me if he does drop down a lot.
0: Yeah, and as Bastian Schweinsteiger moving into central defense, which yes, we will get to Bastian's performance in a little more depth um i think that yeah I, like you know if you put him and mihalovic on the field at the same time uh with, things could get really interesting and spicy but then again at the same time then what are you going to do with mo adams because you can't also not play dax mccarty who's your captain so like how do you balance this is is sort of like what do you what do you guys see like how do you balance this whole midfield situation because we're back to a point where like Mo Adams should probably play every day, but like Dax McCarty is your captain and Jordy Mahalovich. Right. I, like... I, I don't
1: think, I I don't I don't agree with the premise that you can only do one or the other. I think you can play both in double pivot.
0: Sure, but then you've got you still have four midfielders in three midfield spots. Three, you have four. Yeah, so you, so.
1: right? So you play. You're playing a three-five-two, right? Two anyway, right? So you play the three in the back. Then you've got, you know, you've got Dax and Mo holding it down in de- in defensive midfield, and then you've got, um, you know, two of either Katai, Frankowski, and
0: it'd be you know, Katai
1: and Frankowski. Well, well, no, because you've got the two up top. So you, so I would actually place Zipong and Nico up top like, okay. as a strike partner.
0: So you yeah. put Maholovich on the bench then.
1: Yeah, I put Maholovich on the bench and Nico Gratton on the like in the hole right behind
2: those two, and
1: then uh, Kuta and Vrankowski out wide.
2: I mean, you can also do four in the back. So up front would be Nico. But you would have to bench Sapong, and um on the left would be Frankowski and then on the right would be Katai, and then out the middle would be I mean you uh, could uh, Georgie and Gaton. I guess you could play a 3 6 1. I mean, yeah. But
0: like that's the other thing is like CJ Sapong also kind of deserves to play, and like Katai was the best player on the pitch, and Frankowski's looked really well, and like Like, I'm not saying this is a bad problem to have, um, but, like... Problems
1: can still be problems. Right.
0: It's a really good problem to have for Velkopanovich, but he still has to solve it. This front six... This front six now has eight players that should be on the field at the same time, and you only have six spots. So...
1: Because this is... I mean, that's just, like, the big problem with the fighter right now is we're a deeply unbalanced squad. We're stacked in midfield. We're, we're getting pretty strong on the forward line. We have no fullbacks.
0: Right, which is why, like, I agree, they should just play three at the back and not play any fullbacks. I right, think, I know, but no.
1: al, but also, like, that's a really weird decision to just make. We'll, we'll get to, like, the fullback thing a little bit <laughs> when we get to uh, audience questions. But, yeah, no, like, it's just this really weird, like, imbalance in the squad. And – I don't know that they tried to fix that in the off season, and I think at some point they were just like, "Meh, this is who we are now. Let's lean into it. We're the Phoenix. Fe- right.
0: We're the Phoenix Suns. We'll you'll score 112 every night, but we'll score 130. It's Steve Nash at point guard with Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. That's how we're playing. Okay. Didn't do Leroy Jenkins. Right, <laughs> exactly. Didn't do a heck of a lot against the Lakers, but shrug emoji. Uh speaking of defense, Bastian Schweinsteiger. Uh he played defense. He's back. He did play defense. He's back in center back. Um what did you guys think of his performance? What did you what were your takeaways? I thought he was like I said I think I said earlier in the the show and in what we learned. I thought he was particularly flawless. Uh, I wrote that he showed me because I was like sort of the champion of maybe it's time to bench Bassey. maybe he's done he's clearly not done at least he wasn't done against New York
1: Yeah, you guys shit together. Good
2: for him. Yeah, he wasn't a grumpy old man.
0: No, he wasn't a grumpy old man. It was it was really good to see. And uh, Koppelhoff, we've seen him at right back before. He did a he did a good job. They I think he benefited a lot from Jeremiah Gutchar being in there in the fact that uh, the New York Red Bulls didn't really try Kapelhoff all that much they sort of kept their attacking uh, down the left hand side to try and take advantage of of the new fish of the rookie Mm -hmm. and uh, it didn't work out all that well for them because they didn't score at all and the fire did jokes on you (laughs) lol jokes on you uh, all right, so let's go down fire's opponent next week uh, on uh, was it the 29th, so that was on the Friday or whatever uh, absolutely destroyed NYCFC for nothing. So their new designated player uh, seems to be working out for them um he sort of carried them uh at least a little bit towards the goal. Josie got a goal Josie Altador's back he got a goal there so I don't know if you caught any of it uh I unfortunately didn't but uh what do you think about going into Toronto next week coming off this really quick
1: before we before we get into our own discussion about it I just want to say that uh uh, Joe had a really good write up of it on our website in his MLS Monday Rewind. His rewinds have been really good. If if you like like following the league, I definitely recommend checking his stuff out.
0: It's, oh yeah, absolutely. So, he's he's that's probably. But he does write about. Yeah,
1: but like I would definitely check out what he has to say about that.
0: Sure. What do you? But what do you guys think about the? And New York, you know, think- it has seemed pretty good as far as I've seen them.
1: Yeah. I mean, part of the thing, too, is like all the top teams uh, in the league and particularly in the in the uh, in the Eastern Conference, they're all playing like shit right now. Atlanta. NYCFC struggling. Atlanta. I don't yeah. even know what's up with them. Anymore.
0: Frank DeBoer. Um, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. I wanted to talk <laughs> about that because I, I...
1: I, I, I think I don't think this I mean, like Toronto did well and their new DP is going to work out pretty well for them. But I also think this is just a case of NYC following the lead of the other bigger team stronger teams in the conference and just completely like drooling all over themselves. That's fair. Right now.
0: That's fair. Uh, now, yes, we will talk about uh, Atlanta United, our favorite non-fire subject on this podcast. I think we talk about them every show. We We have to mention them every show as long as they keep I mean, losing. Look.
1: I mean, here's the thing, though. We're fire fans, right? right. We got to take our joy wherever sure. we can get it. Sure. Uh, and if that means pointing and laughing at Atlanta until they figure their stuff out in a month or so, by gum, I'm going to take it.
0: Well, like, Columbus beat them two to nothing. I saw this stat floating around on Twitter, if I can remember it. Like, Frank DeBoer hasn't won a league match in, like, Three years or something? Three different clubs.
2: Yeah, his tenure in, in Inter Milan, I believe. Yeah. Since since he was at Inter, he
0: hasn't won a league match. That's gotta be an insane futility stat. I mean, we're
1: we're 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 quickly approaching like HUD, are you okay kind of territory? With <laughs> I don't somebody's instead of to be like do, do, do Are you all right?
0: Do you need a hug? Because yeah. that's
1: bad. Like, that's reevaluate your whole life kind of bad.
0: Right. And, like, even if Atlanta lost, you know, like one of their most important players in Miguel Almarone, you know, they still have Joseph Martinez. They right, s- yeah. Like, know.
1: Miguel Almiron is good, but he's not that good. No, he's they- not so good as, like, Atlanta, which is completely fall apart without him.
0: Right. They still have – Julian Gressel, Darlington Nagbe, and Ezekiel Barco, Hector Vale was good, like and right, and, and Joseph Martinez. Like, what do you? Like, I I don't know how you can get this so wrong, but apparently Frank DeBoer getting it wrong. I
1: I I mean, it's I because honestly, it's either it's either that it's either Frank De is actually the biggest fraud in, in soccer right now,
2: more so than Pat.
1: Or the team first by an ancient evil. Like how else do you just how else do you explain this? You can't. You really can't. So it's either like Ancient Curse or Frank De Boer. It's Frank De Boer. I, De Boer.
0: Yeah. I I actually think it's probably still uh the special one, Jose Mourinho, who's probably like, if we're talking about like managerial and like tactical decline, he's probably the poster child for it. Like his tactics. I'd not and, to
1: argue with you. I mean, surely I'm not going to argue with you on that. Also, yeah. I mean, um, until he actually comes and, and like becomes manager of of the galaxy or something next year, like, I don't really, I I don't want to think about Mourinho unless I absolutely
0: have to. All right. That's fair. All right. Let's get to our uh, listener questions where you can tweet at us your questions at uh, Northlot Pod. Northlot Pod. Podcast Northlot Pod. I should know at Northlot Pod. I should know my own Twitter handle, shouldn't I? Um, let's start uh with uh, two questions from Panovic SCN. Uh, are you Panovic season? Oh, season. Season. sure. Okay, I suppose it's like HCK actually being called Hazuki, even though her ring name is spelled HCK, which fine it's a thing uh are y'all excited for getan and where did it go wrong for hassler
1: first question yes yes second question i have thoughts about it
0: all right to your floor
1: i i honestly think like after they lost brandon vincent and matt pulser and they realized they didn't really have quality fullbacks anymore. I, I'm starting to think that maybe they just decided that fullbacks are totally last year and they're like, screw it. No more fullbacks. Get them all off our team. Go get out of here. What are you waiting for? Someone to kiss you goodbye. Get out of here, kid.
2: I mean, I also think I, that, I, I, that. I really
1: happens. think that, like they were just decided that like, they're just not going to deal with fullbacks anymore. And like, Whatever. And so they're like, sorry, you're a fullback. We don't need fullbacks. Get out.
2: I also think that he just wasn't happier in Chicago. I mean, sure. That's
0: probably to do with it. And I mean, you joke. We we are.
1: We do have a rich, like, set of diversity in the city. And there are lots of ethnic enclaves. I don't think there's a really high Lichtensteiner neighborhood in in chicago i don't think there's a good pot like community of lichtensteiner expats i don't think there's a
0: lot of population enclaves of lichtensteiners in lichtenstein so
1: (laughs) well
2: there is that it is a very small but there's also a rumor where um hassler's locker hasn't been cleared out yet so um this could be one of enrod's uh roster juggling weird
0: roster things
2: or um because because i know that you can't claim a wave player right away but after a certain time you could claim him back sure so they this this could be some weird like like screw to the system thing that enrod's doing but i don't know
0: sure um the other thing i think like maybe because like Pauno pulled him after 35 minutes against Seattle, um, which was completely deserved. However, he was playing on the wrong side of the field. He's a right back, not a left back. You know, so it's like and, – and you joke, you know, you said it a bit humorously, and it was a very, very well, well done rant there, Bridget. But in, in all seriousness, I think you actually do have a point. Uh, I think that they think – I think they – genuinely want to try running three at the back uh, because they're sort of leaning into this whole lopsided roster thing we talked about and i think that genuinely they're trying to get into a place where they can get there or they know that johan Koppelhoff can play right back and raheem edwards is hurt but he can play left back and also you know Gut jar has proven that he can also play left back. So I think, like, you know, get rid of an international s- spot maybe. Try and, you know, try and, try and do some of that while also, you know, understanding that maybe you think you have something here and are willing to try it out. That he hasn't cleaned out his locker makes me think that either A, this was just sprung on him, and he totally, you know, just he was home and not at his locker and just hasn't been back yet. Or, uh, or,
1: or he dropped a deuce in his locker yeah, and they just, and have they clean just it. haven't <laughs> cleaned
0: it out yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's another possibility, as far fetched as it is. Uh, we do have one more question from friend of the show. We have two more. Two we have more? two more. What was the. Do we? Have two more. Dewey? We, I have just, one, we have what we have. There's Nicole and then there's Matt. I just saw uh, uh, Nicole. Cool. Uh, Nicole's. Hi, good. Nicole. Hi, Nicole. We're glad Hello. you listen. Friend of the website and uh, president. President. I got that wrong once. Of section eight Chicago, who, by the way, uh, as a chairperson, of chairperson uh, who, by the way, as of uh, today, are now the official soccer uh the official soccer supporters group of the Chicago White Sox. So good for them in making the correct choice. Uh, What are your thoughts on Nico? Is he having a dry spell? Is he not getting the service he needs, or has he declined? Um, I'm going to go ahead and answer the second question first. He is getting the service he needs. The fire are creating chances left and right. That's not the issue. I also don't think he's declined very much. I think he, I think yeah it's the first one. I think he's just sort of having a dry spell. We've discussed it um on a couple of shows, but yeah, I just, you know, the shots hopefully that own goal that shouldn't be an own goal then should be his uh kick starts him and you know, he starts getting some confidence back, starts putting the ball in the back
2: of the net. I think it's also a dry spell. Yeah. Definitely. yeah i
1: mean probably I, or if it's it's either a dry spell or he was just like like unselled or bummed out because of like people trying to sell him um either way like i think it wasn't like yeah i don't know like it, it, it wasn't actual decline in his abilities i think it's no. just
0: stuff happens yeah stuff happens you get you know messed up like that and it gets into your head and then Hopefully it's not in his head anymore after, uh, after Saturday. All right, uh, quickly, because we got to get out of here. Um, we've got TFC in Toronto. Uh, how do you think this one goes down? Wait,
1: wait, we have one more question. Though. Oh, we do. Matt oh, yeah. right,
0: Matt. Right, it's not showing so up Matt in my mentions. So,
1: if you let, if you let me, let me do this. Okay.
0: Yeesh. Sorry.
1: Matt ginger uh who is uh at Chicago station on Twitter asks how optimistic are you for the rest of the season
0: uh do we want to like give an answer or do like a one to ten scale or how do we want to answer this both all right I'm pretty optimistic personally I think I think the fire I thought the fire were a playoff team coming into the season that's sort of really where I still am i I think they have The firepower at least to do it And if they can get this whole defense thing figured Ah, out Firepower? Ah, Yeah Yeah. ah. Uh, They definitely And I think that they uh, Can definitely uh, Do that I I think they they Can score goals and if they get the defense figured out They can certainly make the playoffs Uh, I don't think they're going to touch the Supporter shield Uh, But you know Playoffs are nice and you know A cup run, the Fire are notoriously good at making cup runs, even when their teams are terrible. They've made the seven... Like, I did a piece on this. God, I don't know when. But I I looked up where they finished the last several years. And I think going back ten years, I think they've only missed the quarterfinals like twice and missed the semifinals like three times. So, like, this team you know, we'll make the playoffs and go on a cup run. Um, if they like the goal should be to win the U S open cup this year. Like that's first and foremost, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty optimistic. I, you know, on a one to 10 scale, I'd give it about a, I'm pretty seven i I'm swimming in sevens over here, uh, on my Chicago fire optimism scale
2: for me. It's a 7.4. Um, too much fire, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) anyway I I'm pretty sure we're gonna make the cup final and we're gonna win um as for the playoffs probably knock down the first round but I'll still be happy with that so bridget
1: uh like a six
0: not as high as I
1: think they, I think on paper they've got what they need to compete I think it when it comes to like actually getting it done. I I just don't see I, nothing I've seen so far makes me that optimistic. I think they'll probably do okay. I think they I, I think they could probably avoid it being last. They might be like in the hunt for a playoff spot down the stretch, but I don't know, man. Something something about this this chemistry just doesn't sit right with me. I could be wrong. I hope I am. Uh ask me again in the month.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure we will. I'll make sure of it. Actually, all right. Uh, quickly, TFC predictions next week. How's it going down? Three
2: two fire. Ooh, spicy. spicy. Outscore them. Uh, two but-
1: two, draw goals from Nico finally, and.
0: Goal. I'll go
1: with Frankowski. No, I'll go with Frankowski. I think he get. I think he finally breaks the seal.
0: Uh, that's about where I am too. I f- also think two-two draw. Also, I think two-two draw is probably going to be my most consistent prediction, or at least the one I do the most, because that's t- sort of how I feel about this team. Two-two yeah, draw seems about right. I think Nico scores, and I think CJ Sapong scores. Uh, at least for me, I think Frankowski gets an assist on at least one of them. Which, yeah, which would be really, really cool. So uh, I think that's about it uh, from us here at the North Lot. You can find us on Twitter at North Pod. Email us at North g- Lot North Lot Podcast at gmail.com uh, You can catch uh, the podcast through HotTimeInOldTown dot com or you can uh, go on Stitcher. um do we have any iTunes news?
1: Uh, Apple sucks. I'm still trying to figure it out.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> I you. figured
1: out. I mean, I'm kicking it up to SB Nation and being like, "Help." Sure. Because they keep thinking we keep putting like test content on the feed. And like, no, we have actual content.
0: Not yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know anymore.
0: Sure. We will be back same time next week to talk about Fire's trip up north to Toronto to take on TFC. This has been the North Lot Pod. We will see you next week.
2: Good night. Bye.